the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Carl Welch, and uh, we have a fantastic show with a a gentleman that I have to say have a big brain, a really big brain, <laughs> unlike some people that we know um, we have on the line today. First, welcome to the show. This is Silicon Valley right. Business Connections. Carl Davis is on hiatus again today. He's doing chamber work. And so today I'm flying solo. I'm sitting in his seat and it's nice and warm. And I'm talking to one of the most brilliant Math people, I don't know what how how to say it other than he's one of the most brilliant math minds that I know, Mr. Jim Hollis. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carl. Thank Jim, you very much. Now, now we want to. I want to get right to it because I want to. I want you to say everything because I have a lot of questions for you, Jim. You, all right. What association do you have with Calculus Roundtable? And then tell us a little bit about what Calculus Roundtable actually is. Sure, uh, Calculus Roundtable. I am the co-founder and current executive director. Uh, it is an organization that is in its sixth year, and we work to escalate math and science skills for students, particularly for students of color. Uh, we have done work mostly in the Bay Area. We've uh, done work at about 91 schools. We do work at the uh, uh, sort of K- what they call K-12, sort of elementary, middle school, high school, and in the community college. We provide after-school programs supplemental uh, sort of study guides for kids, and we help districts build programs that really uh, excite children of color and children from underserved communities. Right. Now, some of the programs you guys use, how do you, now I understand you use technology to help kind of transform and improve the learning process, especially for, That's right. for kids of color. Explain how technology actually does that. Well, you know, uh, every kid will say they don't know calculus, but every kid will say they know how to use a computer these days. Uh, So we try to take what kids have passion about, which is playing on the computer, and we make uh, programs and applications that uh, have sort of a gamification look and feel to them. So Mm -hmm. some of them are activities that are online, uh, but they and some of them are hands-on, but they all have a quality that uses technology, either they build technology or use technology in their act, in their activities. So do you guys consider this a, a new pathway of how kids can learn, or is this something that's been going on for a few years? Um, and how are kids actually um, uh, accepting this? Is, does it help? Yeah. Does it work? 
Yeah, that's a great question. You know, technology, of course, has been around for a while, and I've been in education for, I don't want to tell you how many years, <laughs> but, you know, when, when, techno- when computers first started coming into the world of education, they were in a separate classroom in a computer lab down the hall. Right? right. So they weren't really incorporated in what's going on to the classroom. Now more classrooms have laptops, but they still treat it the same way as sort of not part of the program or they have a computer class, you know, but computers, as you know, in, as we know, as adults are in every part of our lives these days. And to sort of segregate it to one hour a day is, is really not fair right. to kids. So we try to take technology where they're not expecting it. Uh, we work with us here in Silicon Valley, of course, we've got thousands of companies that have f- cool technology tools and projects that we can tie into. Um, we, uh, we like to do things that are online. And one of the reasons as an education organization we like to do that is because that way we can monitor how long a student is, is working on an activity. You know, when we put a set of activities out for students and they're online, we can monitor when they go in and what they do. And uh, a lot of times we see them going in on the weekends and at nights and at different times, uh, sometimes when they're interested and sometimes when they're bored, in a way that they don't pick up curriculum and books in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So no kid is going to wake up or on Saturday morning and say, hey, let me look, see that worksheet. That <laughs> but we do see kids go online and, you know, uh, look at how uh, roller coasters are made uh-huh. and the engineering behind that. So all of the activities that we do, you know, have a fun element to it on the surface, but they really focus on one particular science or math skill. So before the kids know it, they're doing math and science. So, so you guys, some of the virtual or online uh, development work that you guys um, provide you provide it both for the teachers and you provide it and you give access to uh, to the kids as well. Is, is that easy to do? And, and does that help you with real-time kind of assessments of, uh, of both how the teachers are working and how the kids are right. accepting it? Right, right. Good question. I'm, I myself am from the school reform world, so I started out in an ivory tower and found that I was too far away from the action and I needed to be closer to the students. But we started out, and we still do a lot of professional development for teachers. And our, our, our training that we really do for teachers is about having them use technology seamlessly in the classroom, right? So a lot of teachers will say, well, I have a PowerPoint of the Gettysburg Address. Well, that's not really – that's just taking what's in a book and putting on a computer screen. That's not really taking the power of technology in terms of how kids learn. So it, it, it's it, it's more complicated and difficult than you might think. Once a teacher has their lesson plan laminated, they don't want to make any changes to it. <laughs> right. So you really have to show them how to build it into their classroom activity. And through that process, Carl, as difficult as it was, we thought, well, you know what? It might be easier for us to just do it as an example and show them how it works. So that is where our student work actually came from by giving teachers and schools examples of how to do it right. And now we do that in several school districts around the Bay Area. Yeah. So so with the name calculus, and the calculus is one, and, and I don't know how to say it because I was so bad in math, one <laughs> one type of curriculum in math, uh, or how you said now, as opposed to algebra and pre-algebra and pre-cal or whatever right. that is. So with the name calculus roundtable, are you, just, are you guys just saying – 
using it as a math uh, idiom or you or what specific about calculus? Is We're it? using it as a math a math metaphor. Metaphor, really. okay, is probably the best. Okay, uh, you know, we uh, the organization started from a. Um, a uh, set of uh, workshops that we went to, and we were a bunch of school reformers, uh, a bunch of school nerds uh, going to conferences. And one of the stats hit us really uh, hit home that in the nine Bay Area counties, and this was 2012 data, but we've checked it every year since, in the nine Bay Area counties, there are less than 100 African Americans enrolled in a calculus class. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. In the nine Bay Area counties, Yep. There are... Say it again. Yeah, please, because that didn't sound right. <laughs> in the nine Bay Area, in all of the nine Bay Area counties, uh-huh. in, in, sort of in, the, in, the, in elementary, middle, high school, in, the, in the, you know, the public school system, there are less than 100 African-American students enrolled in a calculus class. Now, that seems, one, it seems very low, and two, it seems not possible, because isn't calculus a... Uh, um, a class that they teach in all schools, or, or is that, that just they, that many less? It's a misnomer. They do not teach calculus in all schools. Really? And usually they do not teach calculus in all schools. I, I hate to say that in, there are some schools in California where they don't teach algebra too, but that's a whole other story. My kids but, would love that so, school. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't teach calculus in every school, and even in the schools that they do, they have limited access. You know, they have maybe one teacher who can teach it, which, which means it ends up going to the highest level of student. Uh-huh. Uh, but there, but our, our contention is that, you know, math is everywhere. And if you know how to drive home on a half a tank of gas and know how to measure how far I have to go, that's part algebra and part calculus. So we try to unbundle those math skills so kids and parents and teachers can understand them at a very uh, rudimentary level. But, yeah, there are not enough students of color, uh, African-American and Latino students in, in the state of California in these higher level math and science classes. And so our work is to really to open that pipeline so that schools can see that more kids can actually handle that type of uh, curriculum. Um, it's especially if it's broken down a little. Right now, because it's such a narrow band, those few calculus classes are advanced placements for the most part, calculus classes. Wow. So you get, the, you get the super nerds in there. But, you know, like, for instance, in the state of California, there are 24 different flavors of algebra, which is at a lower level. But it, it, it just shows the point that you can have a subject taught in many different ways at an advanced level or remedial level, uh, in a way that kids can understand. So our, our goal is to have more pathways into the higher math and sciences for kids. And the way we end up doing that is to connect them with real people who are doing real math and science. So instead of right. focusing on the formulas and the, and the people who made the math and science equations, we have them, you know, building roller coasters and looking at the velocity yeah. and the math yeah. and, and, and those sort of rudimentary things that they – push aside at the beginning for like, I'm just making a roller coaster. But before you know it, they're using that vocabulary and understanding the main concepts that go behind uh, things that they see every day. So, so that's, and, and that's some of that real life stuff that you say you use, like calculating the amount of gas you got compared to the number of miles you got uh, to go home. Those are the type of real life things that, uh, um, that you teach and that they learn from, which I think is incredible. Um, we're going to take a break real quick. 
Uh, this is Carl Welch. We're talking to Jim Hollis. And Jim is from Calculus Roundtable. Jim is the co-founder and executive director of this program, which is incredible. Uh, and uh, uh, we need this and more of it in our inner city, especially our inner city communities. Uh, we'll be back on uh, in a few seconds and uh, we'll continue this conversation. And now back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Welcome, welcome back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm talking to the incredible Mr. Jim Hollis with our incredible engineer, Mike, Mr. Clean Matthews, uh, on the wheels of steel. Uh, in the, There you go. Uh, Jim is, again, I'll say Jim is one of those brilliant people that uh, when you look at him, you say, man, you know, he's, he's definitely a nerd uh, because he knows a lot <laughs> probably, about stuff probably. that... <laughs> Uh, Jim, you, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Calculus Roundtable because I think it's an incredible thing how you use technology uh, yeah. to get kids involved. Cause my kids, my, I have a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old here, and both of them, they live, they wake up and they go to sleep with their iPads or their iPhones in their hand. Um, yeah. And games, 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 games. Uh, but one of the things you do also, you work with, the, you work with, um, or you're doing, uh, you're part of the uh, Bay Area Black Youth Techathon. Tell us a little bit about that, and let's see how you're, how, how you're bringing maybe even Calculus Roundtable into the uh, Bay, Area youth Bl- Bay Area Black Youth Techathon. Baby T. There it is. There yeah. it is. It's a mouthful, yeah. uh, but it's a great project that we've been working on with lots of folks around Silicon Valley area. Uh, and there, there's been hackathons and, and techathons that have been going on for, for quite some time now, and you've probably seen them uh, in, in your peripheral going on. But this is really different. This uh, is is uh, several organizations together. I think it's really um connecting African-American executives and mentors who are doing work in their, you know, sort of neighborhood and taking it to uh, a, a regional scale. So what we're doing is teams are being formed all over the Bay Area of African-American-centric uh, mm. groups. Uh-huh. Uh, it is not, it's not only African-Americans, but uh, the bulk of the students in the program are African-American students in the Bay Area. From, from East Palo Alto to San Francisco. Uh, and the teams are formed around finding a solution that makes their environment and their world better. But uh, which those things have happened before. But the unique piece about this is between now and the championship round, which will be at the end of April. Okay. Uh, or is it March or April? April. It's April, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, each uh, the groups of students in the regions are doing small competitions, are working together on projects, are working across regions of doing small math and science activities together. Uh, so uh, when you go to one of these events that I've gone to, uh, it's pretty powerful to see young African-American boys and girls with their parents and with African-American mentors diving into technology and learning something new. Uh, it's 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 been a wonderful experience, and I think we have a couple of hundred kids right now who are in the program, and we expect to have uh, double that before uh, March uh, comes about. Now, what's uh, so, what's the importance for you in your mind? What's the importance for you for let's just say specifically Af- African American kids to see other African Americans yeah. that are professionals that are uh, working in the STEAM the STEM or the STEAM even, uh, industries. What's the importance of yeah. that to you? You know, there's a, there's a great divide uh, right now between, and I talked to, talk to my students about this, about those who consume 
technology and those who make technology. And more often than not, our community uh, are those who consume technology. And we're, you know, we're here in the Bay Area at the cusp of a revolution that will last, you know, a thousand years maybe at the beginning of it. And we have to make sure that our uh, black uh, brothers and sisters really understand what it takes to be successful and make their own technology. So, you know, when we were kids, Carl, we watched TV and kids now make TV, you know, yeah. make YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah. Yeah. So like, how yeah. can we, you know, those are careers. Uh, and a lot of times parents will say, stay off of that technology or get off of that TV. <laughs> but kids are making TV programs. Yes. Kids are making applications. And we have to find a way to inspire them to do that piece of the work without just being consumers of the technology. Now, do you think technology is, is because of technology and maybe even the cost or price of technology, do you think that that's increasing the digital divide? Or do you think because technology is not that expensive anymore and it's easily accessible, it's lessening the, the digital gap um, and um, more inner city kids, especially uh, 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 um, inner city African-American children, that they have a greater opportunity because of technology? Well, you know, technology is two parts. It's hardware and software. So where a lot of kids have access to cell phones now, uh, the, the, their access to the Internet sometimes is very limited. We do a program in, the, uh, in two of the public housing uh, uh, communities in Richmond, and it's been very difficult to get uh, all of the kids online at the same time. So we do things at the community center. We have them come down, but... We've been working for a couple of years to get technology in their houses, and it's not as easy as it seems, even at a reduced price. There are all kinds of societal issues that, that come into play that is an, is, uh, will be for another talk show for us. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so they have the devices often, but they don't have access to the, so the Internet world yeah. as much as we would like. And so with this Baby T, the Bay Area Black Youth Techathon, uh, are you guys helping with that uh, anyway? Or, or I believe so. We've had uh, a couple of sort of, we like to call them almost like Olympic villages. We had yeah. uh, we were fortunate to have a, an event at the San Jose uh, Tech Museum where we had kids come in, 150 kids come in and, and work on technology and meet uh, scientists and engineers. We had uh, an event at the Google Community Space in San Francisco and at the Microsoft Store. Wow. And that's just that's just a couple. So we, we have a series of events that are sort of laid out between now and April that will put kids right in the center of where technology is happening. Okay, so, so speaking of events that we're doing, whistle. yeah, speaking of that, you, you have an event coming up next, is it the 17th? Next Thursday. That's right. Okay. Yeah, next Thursday, uh, one of our partners in this event is the, uh, is the UC Berkeley uh, School of Paleontology, the Dinosaur Museum. Uh-huh. And uh, we have 50 uh, students from the Bay Area uh, Black Youth Techathon who are going to go on a field trip to the Paleontology Museum on this campus of UC Berkeley. They will look at a, a full-size Tyrannosaurus Rex and tr- Triceratops, which you know kids love. Mm. But the real, but this is how, this is exactly a great uh, uh, little piece here because. Once they get in there, we're, the scientists are going to give us access to some of the dinosaur bones from the La Brea Tar Pit. The wow. kids, along with the UC Berkeley scientists, will scan those bones with a 3D digital scanner, yeah. and the kids will take that file back to their schools, which many of them at the school have a 3D 
one of those 3D printers, printers uh-huh. and they will reprint the dinosaur bones wow. at their individual wow. school. Now that's that's so, considered experiential. Do, do you realize? Do you think that experientials actually help? Like you said, you you were at the tech museum, uh, Microsoft, uh, uh, Google. Um, those are somewhat experiential just by being in place. But that seems like an, an incredible opportunity for kids to do to be able to touch something that's millions of years old. It, it really is. Uh, you know, they to get both of those at the same. So the same kids who who went to the Google uh, Community Center and did uh, pro, uh, projects connected with NASA and doing things on the moon. Now they're going to be doing things with one of the actual scientists who are digging bones in Africa. Wow. So uh, it's it, it, the cradle of life. We, we, there you go. So we want to have kids. Think of technology as not just writing an application, not just SpongeBob, you know, <laughs> but it has it, 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 it goes into the old sciences and the new sciences. Yeah. So we want to expose them to as many scientific experiences and environments as possible. Hey, and that's hey, where we're going to get our bang for the buck. Hey, Jim, we got about three minutes left. So what I want to do is one, I want to make sure people have an opportunity to contact and reach out to you. So give us a little up. Give us your information where they can uh, call or email to reach out to you. And then tell me if Calculus Roundtable is a 501, if there's a way that they can actually uh, donate or how they can actually donate to your organization. Thank you so much. Uh, our, our website is calcround.org. That's C-A-L-C-R-O-U-N-D.org, like Calculus Roundtable, but Calc okay. Round. Our phone number is 510-316-6084. We, we do programs in libraries with teachers and community groups. We do things in school districts. And we do things in public housing projects all over the place. So any kind of configuration you can think of, okay. we can build a program. All right. I got, I got two minutes left, and I want you to tell me in one minute or less, what do you think about Common Core? No one's listening. It's just, it's just you and I here. No one's listening. <laughs> That's a trick question, but I'm going to answer that very delicately mm-hmm. and say that uh, it is not the way we learned, uh, you and I, I'm sure, yeah. but Kids, once kids understand how to learn, they can adapt any kind of learning. Okay, so it's adaptable. So just like kids, it's adaptable, yes. Okay. The kids who are in it now uh, are doing well. Okay. That first couple of years when there was a transition, when folks didn't know which way things were going, it was it was more difficult. But okay. I think kids are really, I see them getting in the habit of doing, of learning how to learn. That's what Common Core All is right. really about. All right, so listen, everybody, give uh, Mr. Jim Hollis uh, a round of applause because he is from an incredible organization, Calculus Roundtable. You want to reach out to him, go to calcround.org, C-A-L-C-R-O-U-N-D.org, or you can call him at 510-316-6084. Jim, thanks for taking the time to give us us, um, some of your time to talk about uh, what you're doing and how it affects everybody. Don't forget also, uh, you can look up the information for the Bay Area Black Youth Techathon, and then Jim can also give you more information about the event he's doing on the 17th. This is Carl Thank Welch. You, Carl. You've been listening to, um, what's the name of our organ? Our, what's the name of our, our, what's the name of this radio show? The uh, Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley business, business Connections. We'll see you guys next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. And brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. 
Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.